This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Welcome back. This is Christo here. In this episode, Xavier from Terra a Terra and the Deosa brands of wine joins me. He's a winemaker with a, with a lot of experience, which you'll hear about in this episode. Uh, his experience in winemaking and uh, the history there runs deep. And he, he shares really openly about the wine industry and the evolution of their business, basically, and how he's grown and, and how it was formed and so on. And the, the things that he focuses on and the importance of marketing and realizing the importance of marketing more and more in this day and age and you know selling direct and so on. So a really cool episode with some business insights and also some amazing insights into wine. So if you're a wine drinker, I think you're going to find this episode really interesting. Enjoy the show. Xavier, thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's, uh, it's good to have you on the show. And um, you, you, um, you know, obviously are very passionate about the winemaking business. And I was, I was looking through the bios and things. Obviously, I've known a bit about you for a, a while. But you grew up surrounded by passionate winemaking families in Champagne in France. You actually grew up in Champagne. Yeah, I grew up for the first 17 years of my life was uh, in a small town in Champagne called Ay. Um, AY and uh, was living basically um, uh, I lived there for 17 years um, uh, was at school in the nearby town and um, spent a lot of time in a vineyard the winery uh, <laughs> and so yeah and then in um, then I started as working as a lawyer so completely disconnected to wine uh, in Paris for huh. a few years and then um, then um, married an Australian girl and didn't have any choice but to move to Australia. So basically that's why I'm here. (laughs) And and then when I came to Australia, I had two choices, either to to redo my whole law uh, training, which Uh, was outrageous because it had been another four years of of studies, or to change uh, trade, which I always wanted to do anyway. So I actually moved to winemaking, so studied all my winemaking, viticulture training is, is Australian, basically. Right. Awesome. Oh, well, good on you. Smart move, marrying into Australia. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy now, especially <laughs> South Australia, which is at the moment a very, a very safe place to be honest. Yeah, yeah, very safe, very beautiful. So we're going to explore a few different things just in terms of your business, you're in a competitive space, as with every business. I think most industries think that their industry is the most competitive. Everyone thinks it. But um, I think alcohol, for sure, is very competitive. Like I walk into a, even the small local bottle shops near my place, I walk in there and, you know, there's so many selections of wine. It's, it's a bit overwhelming. And then when you go to somewhere, the, the big um, you know, like oh, like um, Dan Murphy's or something like these big ones in Australia. They're massive, and there's so much selection. Um, so a bit about like you know what, how you differentiate, and you know what you focus on, and so on, will be um will be great to explore. Just straight off the here, it, in terms of the the situation at the moment, the whole pandemic. Are you are you heavily impacted? Are you positively impacted? Like what? Just from a business perspective, purely. Um, How's that well, impacting you? I, I think it's uh, the wine industry is in um, 
in a very unique spot. Um, uh, I think Australia, for, for, there's two things to consider. First, e export versus domestic. Export is, is very hard. I mean, um, it's very hard. To, you know, the US is shut down. Europe is very hard to sell anything. Uh, Canada is a bit the same. But we still can export a bit, but it's not as good as it was uh, last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. But the domestic market is, um, is also, there's two sides to the domestic market. Um, on trade, which is restaurants, which that's state dependent. For instance, in South Australia, in Queensland or in uh, New South Wales, it's, it's working well. But in, um, in, um, in Victoria, it's, it's dead, obviously. Mm. Um, and then there's the off-trade, which is the, you know, as you were mentioning, Dan Murphy's, the independent retailers. And that part of the business is actually booming. It's, mm. um, it, it's actually really well because people are not dining out. They're dining in. And actually, they're uh, spending a bit more on, on wine uh, per mm. bottle. Uh, because you know they're not spending much going out, so basically they're spending all that uh, free cash um, on, on you know better wine, probably better food as well. And uh, so yeah, it's um, it there's uh, there are plus and minuses, which means that we're in you know we're not in a bad spot. We're not in a great spot, but we're not in a bad spot. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Well, that's good news that people are spending more on more on wine. I was wondering if people are home drinking more but you're right i guess the sense of the people who would normally be overseas traveling like there must be i don't know what how many australians would typically be overseas spending a lot of money at any single time but they're all here um like speaking to other businesses we work with that sell almost anything to do with hobbies and things are very busy right now too like surfboard manufacturers wetsuit sales um mm. fishing fishing shop like the fishing equipment um that yeah, they're all they're busy um what about you so the um in terms of your business what's better for you it's a, is it because you guys sell direct as well obviously is that that the ultimate what's your um yeah well, we, we sell direct but unlike many other wineries we don't have our own cellar door so we we actually try to um we have to we we actually had to focus more and we have the time to focus more on on our direct sales for the first six months of the year. Mm -hmm. So as you know, we, we've worked with you guys, Basic Balance, to you know, understand how to, to um, uh, get more focus on our direct sales and, and also improve our presentation of our website, make our online presence more targeted and focused. Mm -hmm. And that has, I think it's a long-term game and it's, it's starting to work and we're seeing more traction online, people buying our wines online and being confident to, to go on our website to buy wines. And um, that's, that's worked quite well. The other thing we, we, we did during COVID is basically all that time where we didn't have the possibility to travel, didn't have to we couldn't actually go interstate to promote our wines. We actually re, rework, uh, reworked our range of wines, make it more simple, more targeted, um, more streamlined in terms of the, the pricing. So with, um, and that has been, um, that has been the best thing for us because, and we're already seeing the benefits. Um, our, our range was, because we're a young winery, our range was a bit 
clunky. We had mm. because we were a young winery. We, we tried to and we uh, make wines from our own vineyards. Um, so we don't buy fruit. Uh, we don't sell fruit. It's a bit like the French model where you got your vineyard and you make wines from that vineyard every year, year on, year out. And um, so we've done lots of experiments with the fruit we have in our vineyards. And, um, and actually that time of reflection uh, caused by COVID uh, was, was, a, was an opportunity. We, we've actually made our range much more cleaner, clearer. We made, I think, better blends because we, we're, blend, we're doing lots of blends um, um, for our red wines. And, um, and we, the, the, the response uh, by the journalists on, on our new wines has been overwhelming. We got very good rating, some very significant uh, improvement on our previous wine. So we've, we've done a lot more homework at the winery and on marketing and to make our labels cleaner. And it, it, it will be a massive benefit when the business reopens in hopefully next year. Yeah, yeah. The, um, you've shared some really good insights there too in just simplification. You know, a big part of what we do with businesses well not not all of course but um a lot of businesses when they come to us as well it's it's actually a matter of simplifying the process because because like your mind's so focused on creating amazing wines um <laughs> it's good getting those kind of like external marketing perspective where we'll because sometimes i like i i know personally having reviewed your your website a few times with rebecca one of your team members and um looking at the flow and the journey just to, to make it really clear for people to know which one's the best to get and, you know, to, to move forward with. And, um, cause you guys have the amazing products. It's kind of like, you know, um, simplifying that. And it's just, just want to touch on that because for our listeners, there'd be a lot in the same or similar or some very vari variation of the situation where if it, it's like a saying, I like to say is confused customers don't buy. So sometimes, you almost it's like we'll work with people and reduce what they offer, you know, or, or like segment the products a bit more. So it's really clear. People can go, I want that really high end or that, that mid range, you know, it's that or that or that, you know, so it's a, an easier process to move forward. Um, and it's cool. That's just one, obviously one little thing of many you've applied, <laughs> you guys have been applying, but just uh, it's a good little insight that I've um, picked up on in there as well. The, um, are there certain numbers like, in, in terms of the business, are there certain, like, how do you, I imagine there's a lot of variables. Like I, I can't even comprehend like growing the grapes, then the bottling, then like what numbers do you focus on in terms of business? Like how do you even get your head around? Like, is it a, you know, it's a year's process or more to grow the grapes and then you got, um, is, are there certain numbers that you pay attention to? Like kind of like really high level, like just a few numbers or anything like that? You mean in terms of sales or in terms of yeah, in terms of sales, and just to know how the like the health of the business. It's it, like is it like like say it with um you know like a, a a simple business that or well not simple but a business which buys a product for fifty dollars and sells it for a hundred. You know we can we can look at things like okay that's it's pretty easy. We go well from my perspective as a marketer, I go you got fifty dollars markup each time you sell a product. So we might say look you can spend twenty on marketing, you still got thirty. You know or um, as long as the, uh, the stock's not sitting around going stale or past an expiry date or things like that's, that. That's the great thing about the game. So 
the wine game is uh, is very different, um, especially the wine game we're in because we're more into the high end part of the wine mm-hmm. industry. And basically, our, our wines are um, we always the problem we have is we always release them too young because they they need time. So for us, sitting on stocks uh, for a bit longer is is not a problem. It's actually a benefit because we can actually release wines that are that are ready for consumption. It's really hard in the wine game to to um, to talk about well, measurement of um, of uh, the, the only thing we know is we we want to sell out of a vintage. That's our that's our good indication of success. Uh, and the um, the other thing is um, we want to keep the prices going up, mm-hmm. especially as a young winery. Our, our our aim is because we're limited by the 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 surface of our of our vineyards um, in terms of production. Right. The only way we're going to grow our business is by increasing the price point. Gotcha. So basically, how do we do that? We just make better wine every year, and also as the vine age, the wine is better, so we can slowly push the wine up very slowly. And they're the two indicators for me: is um, how how we increase the price year on you know, compared to the previous years, the average price, and how we um, how we sell out of of vintage of of any wines. And that was what was a bit hard for us in the past where we had too many SKUs and it was very hard to keep track of, of um, which was selling and which was selling out and it was much harder to control that. But now that we've, we're making better wines, more volumes of each SKU uh, and, and so it'd be much easier for us to, to grow the business. And um, and control those two two indicators of um, of success for our business. Mm, nice. What are you? Your I guess yours a lot of the wine. The older it is, that's a perception. I don't know if that's a total reality from your point of view, but from my my very simple knowledge of wine, it's like the older it is, the better it is. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> is that it. true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's not. And the thing is, it's very. And that's where you know marketing has to be different between countries. Australians like, even though they understand that concept, they always want to have the latest vintage. <laughs> mm. So they don't understand the. But it's it's starting to come and happen because of the the sommelier who are um, and uh, the the independent wine shops who are leaders of opinion in the in the market. But it's a very um, it's a very important concept that actually for fine wine, you you if you drink it too young, it's a bit of a waste. You hmm. if you drink a hill of grace or a grange uh, that's two or three years old, it's uh, it's a bit of a waste of um, of this wine. You should wait at least ten years, fifteen years before you drink wow. it. And um, and that's where the 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 the, the the high price points are so people who are buying wines not to drink them but to age them and drink them later right and, uh, the, those prices as well are increasing you know when i came to australia uh, um, in 15 years ago grange was priced at you know 400 dollars and now it's at 900 dollars so wow it's um the the current release i mean 
Right. So, so that would be, even if you bought a, you know, it's two years old, you should really hang on to it to 10 to 15, four, 10 to 15. Yeah, no, you buy, you buy a dozen and then you drink uh, one bottle when you receive it to see how it looks. And then you <laughs> drink uh, the, the next bottle two years later, et cetera, et cetera. There we go. From, okay, good. I, um, cause I get confused. I actually wanted to buy a, um, a gift for my nephew. This is like a personal question here now. I'm sorry, in the mix, but I wanted to buy a bottle of wine, um, which would be good for his 21st birthday. So he's only, you know, like five, but I wanted to write on it. You know, we drink this together on your 21st and you've got to hang on to it sort of as a, as a gift to, to him. And, um, but I didn't know what to get. And I, and I just actually didn't get it because I was like, I think it's all going to, it might go bad and I don't know what to buy. So that I guess I needed to just get a high quality. Is that what you're saying? It's like a high quality one. You can hang on to yeah. it. And first you shouldn't buy him a bottle. You should buy him a case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it cold, for instance. Or, and, uh, the, um, and you should, the thing in, in Australia is there's, I think, you know, when you look at the, um, there's, there's a lot of extremely good wine, well-priced, you know, compared to European wines where all the top wines are reaching astronomical prices. With the exception of Grange, Hill of Grace and a couple of others, a lot of extremely good wine that will age for decades, um, you know, priced at around $100. Mm-hmm. For instance, our reserve, which is a Cabernet, Shiraz, Cabernet Franc blend with the 16 vintage, has been rated very highly by uh, journalists. We sell it for 90 bucks. And, you know, if you buy six packs, it's going to cost you half the cost of one bottle of Hill of Grace or Grange. And we've uh, actually benchmark tasted the Hill of Grace and the Grange against our reserve and it was looking as good so and there's a lot of wines like that in australia there's a lot of very good wine well-made single vineyard wines from you know kunawara or margaret river or mclaren vale or barossa which will age for a very long time awesome oh well done to you guys as well now if you were if say it was business all over again starting from the beginning what would be your top priorities like what would you what would you advise yourself if you were starting out all over again i wouldn't change and that's that's a bit pretentious but i'm french but (laughs) (laughs) it was perfect i wouldn't change change a thing okay it's uh you know we're very lucky to have our own vineyard and then experimenting trying to understand is, is is a great journey trying to understand what best to make out of the vineyard Mm-hmm. I think it was the best way to go. It's a very long road. It's, uh, it's not always very successful. It's very hard, but it's, uh, it's, a, great, it's a great journey. There's a very famous quote from, I don't know if you're familiar with the first growth in Bordeaux, so the, the top, one of the top chateaux in Bordeaux called uh, Mouton Rothschild, whose um, the wines are selling uh, at between $1,000 and $2,000 a bottle. And those, the, um, the owner of, um, of the chateau was interviewed by journalists once and um, Philippine de Rothschild and she's, um, she was asked how, how, how the chateau was going and she said, uh, she actually took the question very seriously and she said, um, 
Um, well, it was a bit hard for the first 300 years, but now we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to, build, to build something authentic. It's, like that, yeah. Like that in the, and the wine is, you know, it, the, the quality relies on authenticity. It takes, it takes many, many years. Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of yeah, mistakes? Well, worthwhile worthwhile uh, investment in your time. So it's it's um, it's a great result when when you're finally getting some recognition and uh, so yeah yeah have there been um, what kind of mistake have you guys made any are there any mistakes that come to mind where you were like oh, oh. lots of mistakes first in terms of wine making sometimes we've um, we've you know we've done some um, we've made some wines because we thought they would be um, they would be good and then we realized that um, that they were um, they were not the best styles for the for the variety. I can remember we made a Sauvignon Blanc with one year with a bit of residual sugar, so a bit of sweetness, which was very good. Which was not very good when it was released. And it's actually it was a mistake at the time, but now the wine is absolutely stunning because the, the sugar, the residual sugar in the wine is well integrated. But you always, you know, when you've got a, a young vineyard and you're trying to experiment with different winemaking concepts and, 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 and strategies, you always can make some mistakes sometimes. But it's, um, you know, you always learn from your mistakes. And um, so it's, it's never a, a bad thing. Um, and, um, yeah, but apart from that, I think we've... we've the, 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 one of the main things that we did for our business was to control our distribution. Mm. So we actually have our own distribution in Australia, so we don't have to rely on distributors to promote our wines. And that's the best thing because that's where you can actually make sure that the message is relayed properly to the um, restaurants and the shops. And, uh, and uh, we see it even more during COVID that having control a lot of distributors are struggling to sell they have to discount etc we've been able to control that and make sure that we were um, we were uh, keeping the market interested in our wines and and focused on our wines so that's that's one one very um good decision that we made at the start is not to give our wines to distributors but to distribute ourselves Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then I guess, yeah, it's uh, not all about what, what, you know, they might be getting rewarded by someone else and pushing other products and things like that. So it's very, okay. very clever yeah. um, if you can make that work. Very nice. What do you think's changed? Has, has, have many things changed over the years, like since you very first started out compared to what you're doing now? Has, has much, I guess you, you've tried a bunch of things, but is there specific changes where you know your focus or... Um, did you always actually out of interest? Did you always have someone looking after marketing? Because in your space, no, no, that's the thing we changed is we didn't because we were more, more viticulture and winemaking focused, and we yeah. had small volumes. We we didn't we didn't bother too much about marketing. Um, you know, I've, I've always been convinced that the best marketing is a good product. I think it's one of those the marketing pundits who said that. Um, mm -hmm. It's, uh, and I, I, I really think it is, you know, you, you, it's very hard to sell a bad product. <laughs> mm. um, so um, that's what we focused on um, mostly. But then as we recently um, um, 
increased slightly the, the, the volume. It was more because we make uh, our sparkling, which is Daosan, that makes means we we had need more time to focus on less time to focus ourselves on, on marketing and so we hired uh, um, someone to help us with marketing which has been a, a massive um, uh, benefit because um, she uh, tells us uh, when we're doing things wrong and uh, she's very good very good advice and it's very important to have um, a third um, a party opinion not a third party I mean someone who's working in the business but which will challenge the views on marketing. Mm. And um, so since she came on board, we changed our website. We also changed the way we work on social media, which is very important in those days, even more with COVID because people spend more time on their phones and, and learning on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. So it's a very, um, it was um, a very good move. And, um, and marketing is, um, uh, I think it's, it, it's changed a bit in Australia, the, the wine, marketing in wine in the last 15 years since we started. Um, I think people are more likely to buy directly to the, from, the, um, from the producer. So there's a big market to tap in, but it's very hard to, to get in there and to get people to buy directly from you. So it's, um, especially when you don't have a cellar So yes, as I was saying before, it's, um, that's our main focus at the moment is to try and, and, and tap into the direct consumer market. Nice. Yeah. It's a, and you've made some really good points in there too. In the terms of the ultimately to be sustainable in any business, the, the product or, or service that you deliver has to be exceptional. Um, I guess. And then the, the really cool thing, like it's a, we see it a lot where businesses will sort of just cap out on that though. They'll, they'll reach a ceiling where, you know, the product's great, but it, but there are other products that are just as great in the um, prospective customer's mind. Cause, cause you know, we might not know the, the effort and sweat and hard work and knowledge and experience that's gone into one product versus another as a consumer, I look at it and it's like, okay, I'm just looking at the label. Does the, does it look nice? You know, and, um, and, um, they all look great or to, you know, taste, taste pretty great. But those that then start to market themselves, like you guys are actively doing, then it kind of creates that, that sort of knock on effect where, you know, you, you get a better return from marketing Whereas if, because like say I'm a new customer, I purchase some of your wine and I love it, then I come back and I buy again because it's great. And then I refer a friend because it's great. So whatever got my attention, you know, you can spend more effort and energy on marketing because it'll create a flow on. Um, whereas obviously if any, if people are trying to sell, you know, a, a bad product or something, then you, you don't get that. It's not sustainable. Um, but those who with legitimate, excellent, you know, quality like you guys, um, it's, it's okay. And especially once you've got things like what you guys are doing, being I'd like, like hats off to you as well for looking at marketing and, and working with, with basic bananas. And, um, because it's things like that, once the website's right and it's, it's all these pieces of the pie, it's like, not just, you know, like, like I think a lot of people think, oh, I'll just do something on social media and that'll answer everything. But then you might drive people to a website and if the website doesn't convert, then whatever you did on social media, it doesn't matter how good it was. It's not going to get the result. Um, That's so what we learned from you guys is basically it's not about, 
it's a constant work basically social media websites etc always need to be out there updating changing so you have to be proactive and it's not um it's not about you know we're doing our website and then we're going to do something else you're doing your website but then you have to update it you have to um, do some promotions you have to follow up with people who are actually going on your website making sure that they're coming back and um, it's a full-time job and um, mm. and it's uh, and I think it, it it's uh, very rewarding as well yeah yeah absolutely and as you build that database you guys have been good in that area as well I'd suggest anyone go to your website and actually get the uh, the um, you guys have got a great opt-in on how to store your wine. You know, we we spoke about that before. It's like okay, if I want to buy a now that I have to buy a case for for my nephew, yeah, <laughs> um, how am I going to store it? You know, without having a wine cellar, am I going to store it? And you guys have got the free information on your site, which people can get, and things like that, which you know, grow the audience, build build trust with people, because also, you know, it takes time for people to make a decision. Like you, you can. Something like social media, in my opinion, it's used for grabbing people's attention and just starting to engage them. But you have to then drive them away from that platform to your own real estate. It's like your own real estate to your website where you can start to get them familiar with your own real estate because who knows what happens tomorrow with, you know, Facebook or Instagram. Suddenly it changes and, you know, or whatever goes away. You don't own it. It's not your real estate, really. You kind of, from a business perspective, it's like grab attention, start to engage them and push them to your own real estate. And then if you have things like you can have some amazing information like you have on your site where you can start to kind of build a relationship more direct with that consumer, um, that's what we're looking to do. And that's, you know, amazing over time and extremely rewarding as you're building an email database and you've got those kind of mm. processes in, in place that um, you've got that direct relationship that grows and grows and grows. So, um, yeah, good on you guys, of course, for, uh, for, 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 for taking it on and, and appreciate you guys being part of the, the Basic Bananas community as well. So just in, before we wrap up, what, what, where do we go or to, to, to get some of your wine? What Our listeners, where are we going to send um, everybody to purchase wine and any recommendations that we should buy? You know, let us so we've know. Got, um, we've got, uh, you go on our website, terater.com.au and um, we, there's, there's a very good um, wine club uh, subscription which gives you um, a six-pack every three months at very, very good uh, prices and selection of wines from um, our new release but also some... Uh, bag vintages and that's been quite successful actually to get people to uh, join our wine club um, because it's um, it's a good way to probably you know when you 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 start drinking wine from a new brand you probably don't want to buy too much of one wine so it's a good way to actually have a selection of you know sparkling white and red and understand what the brand is about and then you can uh, being a, a club member you can actually get some discounts on the, um, on direct purchase as well so it's uh, it's a good way to build uh, for us it's a good way to build um, a database and for our customers it's a great way to uh, to actually get some some good deals um, online from you guys win-win for everybody that's awesome okay so it's tear at tear.com.au and i'm going to put the link to that to your site in the show notes so if you're listening in 
on your mobile device, phone, anywhere, you'll see, if you click on this episode um, as you play it, you'll see in the show notes a direct link to that website as well. Thank you so much for, for being on the show and sharing your, your insights. Thank you. and, and thanks for all your help at Basic Bananas in the last six months. It's been really very um, rewarding and uh, we learned a lot and we'll keep learning a lot. <laughs> Awesome. Appreciate it. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks again. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.